Welcome to the first official episode of Positivity with Vort and Anastasia. I am Vorticia. And I am Anastasia. This is our podcast that we started to raise mental health awareness, provide resources and links related to mental health services and hotlines, and also to just spread positive messages because there's so much negativity in the world and you always need a place to escape to. Our first mental health organization is inspired by the fact that it's National Women's Month. We made it this far. We're doing great. National Women's Day is March 8th, so what better time to introduce our first mental health organization as Strong Minds. Strong Minds was started in 2013, and they wanted to help offer mental health services to the impoverished African women who struggle to lead their everyday lives because they have such debilitating mental illnesses and they can't get the proper help that they need or they don't know how to access that. Strong Minds offers group talk therapy where women gather together to discuss what's going on with them and so people know that they're not alone. And through this, They've treated 80,000 women and adolescents and always allow for them to come back when they're struggling again. They generally have a few months that they meet and talk, and the women always say that they leave feeling so much better and like they can accomplish anything that they're trying to do. I also want to remind you now that you yourself are a strong, smart, and beautiful individual. Focus on being yourself and doing what makes you happy. You don't need to worry about what anybody around you is saying or what they have to say about you. You are doing so great and their opinion doesn't matter if it's dragging you down. Just be yourself and do what you need to do to be happy. Thank you so much for being here and joining us and I hope that you enjoy the rest of our podcast today. I'll drink to that. What are you drinking today, Anastasia? Well, today, as much as I want it to be tea, I have betrayed the very name of our podcast, and this is, in fact, coffee. A very special coffee, however. It's called Irish Snowman, and it's like an Irish cream mocha. It's very good. It is, in fact, very good. I drank one earlier, but now I'm drinking some nice water. Hydration is important. (laughs) So, a question that Anastasia and I are definitely wondering about and that you guys might also be curious about is how did we get here? What are we doing here? What is this all about? Why would you do a podcast? Why do we exist? You know, the usual deep questions you think about in life. Is this real life? Is this just fantasy? You know. Same things. Anyway, so Anastasia and I are regulars on a live stream. You are the official regular. I am along for the ride. I'll take it. So every night I chat with this community and I send them positive affirmations to remind them that they're not alone. They don't have to worry about all of this. And if anything, I'm here to try to make their day better and to remind them to give themselves a little bit of love. They started calling this Vort Positivity Hours and So many people reply to it and say that I've made their day better, or they absolutely love coming to stream just to hear this positive affirmation. So through some discussion, it turned into 
Maybe me making a YouTube channel of positive affirmations called Coffee with Fort. And while I loved the suggestion, we're doing a podcast. And Anastasia is yet again along for the ride. Hey. So not only are we here to give you positive vibes, mental health awareness, resources, links, all the works, we are also here to give you a little slice of our life. Like, I'm in an ancient Rome class, and one of our recent discussions was about how important the gods were to the people. Oh my god. And let me tell you, there were chickens on board of a ship, and they were praying to Hera, asking for help on if it was the right time to attack. And you know what? Those chickens didn't eat. Even though everything was perfectly in order, and everything would have been fine. Okay. Question. Why was it so important that the chickens ate? If the chickens ate, it meant that they had Hera's blessing to go into battle. Okay, but why didn't you clarify that before? Because I'm really confused. Well, if I tell you that before, then you're going to know why the chickens are there, and it makes the rest of the story less entertaining. It's still entertaining because there's chickens on a boat. (laughs) Anyway, so these chickens are not eating because they are seasick. And the general goes, we're perfectly set up to go into battle. I don't care about some stupid sacred chickens. And and says, if they won't eat, maybe they'll drink. And throws them overboard. You can't be serious. And they drown. And you know what? They should have waited for Hera's blessing because they lost that battle after throwing those chickens overboard. Is this why chickens can't fly either? Yes, they drown. They do not fly. Mm. So, let's see. What other fun stories do we have from this week? I have no fun stories. I'm a boring person. What about that lovely uh, package mishap that you had? I don't even know. That was last week. So, both of my brothers are on campus uh, with me. We all go to the same college. I'm a triplet. You know, it's the usual. Whatever. And (laughs) since we all go to the same school and all have the same last name, it can be a little confusing on which packages go where, especially since we always seem to order mail at the same time. But this was the first time that it, like, really (laughs) affected things because our packages arrived at the same time. And it was this great story. I had just gotten off of work. Because I work in the cafeteria at my college, 7 to 10 a.m., great hours. My brother does janitorial from 8 to 10, so he's a little more happy with his placement. So anyway, 15 minutes before my shift is done, he comes through the line. We say hi, we do sibling banter, you know the usual. I get done with my shift, and I go to the mailroom, because I had received an email that I got a package. And I was like, woo, yay, package. Because, you know, packages are fun. (laughs) They're great. I mean, that's why I do retail therapy. I like getting mail. So anyway, I get to the mail room. I show my ID, you know, the usual college stuff on campus. I say this like everyone who's watching is a college student. (laughs) And I get this package. 
It's a little lighter than I thought it'd be because I knew what I was ordering, but I just like left because I, I had a class in like 40 minutes. I wanted time to like take a 20 minute nap or something. I was tired. <laughs> so I'm halfway back to my dorm, which is about five or six minutes away from uh, the main area where all the activities for campus goes. And I finally look at my phone and I see a missed call from my younger brother. And then I decide, hmm, maybe I should look at the package. The package does not have my name on it, but my brother's name on it. So I go back to the union. And so I get there, I get back to the mailroom, talk to the dude, and it's like, oh, so I gave your package to your brother. And I'm like, okay. He's like, sorry, he left like two minutes ago, like as soon as he showed up, and I'm like, seriously? <laughs> but it's like fine, they're trying their best, it's great. As I'm walking out the door, I text him, and I say, you have a package. And you know what this brat does. He says, that's my line. And then I call him, and he hangs up on me. And then he calls me back. Two seconds later, he is a minute younger than me, and he's still doing this. It's great. And then he decides to hold my package hostage. I don't remember all that he said, but I do remember the holding the package hostage part. And I think that's so stupid. And we're also in the same building, which is really good, because I didn't want to go running all over the place for my package. So I go to the fourth floor where he's at, and I walk in the door, and he's sitting in um, our other brother's taller computer chair. You know, like, the evil villains and, like, all the Bond movies and stuff? That's essentially the chair that he has. It's a swivel chair. As soon as I open the door, he turns around in the chair, and he's petting my package like a cat. And he goes, hello, Mr. Anderson, which is a Matrix reference. And I was not expecting a Matrix reference. I was expecting a Bond reference. So it threw me off my rhythm. <laughs> and then I shot an expletive at him. And then I got my package, and it was great. At a time. I'm so glad my siblings weren't in college at the same time as me. He was also in the same 11 o'clock class <laughs> right afterwards. Amazing. <laughs> so aside from our anecdotes, we can always share little life updates about what's going on. Morticia's still dying. Yeah, I... But that's okay. That, that's uh, usual at this point. We only have two months left of classes. Seriously? Yeah, only two months. I was so prepared for more. <laughs> Our college recently allowed for us to visit other dorms, so I actually get to see Anastasia. Oh, hey, yeah, we're in phase two. We made it longer than a week. Yeah, it's impressive. <laughs> we're excited. Um, what else is there? There's not really much else. Um, coding class is going great. Yeah? I'm in a coding class. I may provide you with weekly updates because I'm actually not failing at it, <laughs> and I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm proud of you too. Uh, if anyone has any coding advice uh, for processing, I'll be grateful for any advice. 
that you guys can give me on processing because honestly I need all the help I can get. <laughs> That's completely understandable. I'm also struggling with Python programming and all of the lovely little things to remember and I love so much when it says error you didn't put a quotation mark in line 38. Reads the lines. Obviously not me. <laughs> so I guess we can follow our life updates with a little bit of a silent reflection time. We want you to sit back, hydrate, take a little break from the podcast, and maybe reflect and think of different ways to practice self-love. You know, what is a positivity podcast without a nice tea recipe on here? Anastasia, thankfully, has taken enough time out of her day to locate a tea recipe to share with us. Enough time being like 10 minutes. 10 minutes is an optimal time for finding a Give tea us recipe. the tea, Anastasia. Fine. The tea is unsurprisingly jasmine tea if anyone can understand or if anyone can guess why i chose this tea i will reward you with virtual pats on the head if not that's okay too because even i chose this tea not only for my own reasons but because it Jasmine tea is the most popular tea in the world, which I thought was really cool. I personally have never had jasmine tea, but after I found like a whole bunch of recipes for it, I really want to try it out. So what do you have for us on this jasmine tea? So I have two recipes. There's a hot jasmine tea recipe and an iced jasmine tea recipe. Give us that hot tea. <laughs> So, jasmine tea, because it's the most popular tea in the world, uh, it's also got a whole bunch of like fancy things to do with it, but you basically need loose or sachet jasmine tea, which is literally just the leaves that you would then put in an electric kettle or a kettle full of boiling water, and just let it steep for a little bit. The recommended temperature to get that optimal moi flavor, chef's kiss, you know, and all that. It's like 160 to 180 degrees. And honestly, I liked tea a whole lot more once I figured out the exact degree I needed to boil stuff to because it tastes so much better and a lot less bitter. Isn't it crazy how much temperature can affect how we enjoy something? Yeah, for real. Like. Honestly, you wouldn't want melted ice cream because that's 
completely different from the actual ice cream. It changes it's, texture, it changes flavor, it completely just changes everything about it. It's great. <laughs> and there's entire websites by tea experts to help you, like, make the perfect cup of tea, and I just think that's really cool. So you said that there's an iced option to this tea as well. <laughs> yeah, there is a nice option. It's, it's uh, almost the same recipe. You still use that those uh, loose or sachet jasmine tea leaves, so basically jasmine tea bag or the loose leaves, if you so choose, the water, and then having a teapot, a kettle, something to boil the water for the hot stuff, or literally just a teapot with a strainer or a cool cold brew maker. And then for the ice option, you need, obviously, ice, because it's iced tea. I mean, I'm a big fan of iced tea. When I'm at home, I sometimes steep tea in the fridge for a few hours. That way, when I wake up, I have some nice cold tea to wake up to. And it's pretty nice when it's hot outside, also when it's cold outside, because I'm one of those weirdos. Eh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We know. <laughs> I want hot things when it's hot, cold things when it's cold. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that, you know, we talk about tea recipes and all of that, but Anastasia has some nice tea history for us all today. So... I know our first podcast is coming up in International Women's Month, but unfortunately, the origins of tea did not start because of a woman. It started because, as most things do, because of a cis white male. Anyway, before I started doing research, the most I knew about tea was from Uncle Iroh and the Boston Tea Party. The little bit that we actually talked about in history class. I can only imagine that we barely touched the surface on that in history. Of course we did. What less would you expect from our school system? Public education. (laughs) (laughs) Public education. (laughs) So anyway, Morticia, there are many, 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 many legends of the origin of tea. And like, I, I put so much time into this research because I really wanted this to be good first episode. I wanted to find so many different legends that I could name and just like maybe focus on one. But literally there were so many legends that people really only cared to name one in most of the sources that I could find. Even like an actual fully researched presentation that was put online, seriously, all they had was one. Literally. The next time I have to do a research project, I'm just going to live in the library. Because the online sources that I found led to so many rabbit holes. Rabbit holes on rabbit holes on rabbit holes. It was insane. Anyway, the most popular legend was from around 2695 BCE. And the legend's name, or the supposed inventor of tea, father of tea, is uh, Shen Nong whose name I found in one source literally translates to Divine Father, and another one was, like, Divine Farmer. So we know that he's divine. He's divine in some shape or form. And I mean, if you're making tea, that's that's a little divine right there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I'd like to think the reason that he's divine. So he's the father of Chinese medicine and pharmacology. We got that. Yeah, he's the father of something. It's great. He was also a renowned herbalist and was noted for tasting 365 herbs. 
Do you want to know how he died? Herbs? Yeah. He died because of a toxic overdose. Big surprise. So that's probably why he's so divine, because he was the idiot who tried 365 herbs. Hey, don't bash him. He gave us tea. Technically, it was not him that gave us tea. Oh, then... He just has the name because he was an emperor that lived over 5,000 years ago. Okay, well, who did give us tea then? So, as the legend goes, the one that I felt was the most, like, well put together was that Shen Nong was sitting under a tree as his servant boiled water. So he had a servant who was uh, making all his food and drink for him because obviously he's an emperor. So his servant was boiling drinking water and then some leaves from a tree blew into the water. The tree we know now was a Camilla sinensis, which is like the parent tree of all tea as we know it now. It's basically the leaves of that tree are the base of like every tea. And it's magical tree. Magical tree, yeah. Magical tea. Ooh, really magical tree, magical tea. We got it. So anyway, when the leaves blew into the tea, Nung decided to try it because he was known for trying three hundred and sixty five herbs. So why wouldn't he try a random leaf that flew into his boiling water taking all the toxic stuff out from boiling and putting another toxic thing in it's great so he tried it and when he tried it um this resulted in the drink we now call tea that we've been drinking for over 350 years which i think is pretty cool it's really great so what other fun tea facts do you have for us there's one other thing about Shen Nong that I think was really interesting. Ooh. I found a couple of artwork pieces about Shen Nong, and there were two main ones that I thought were uh, really kind of fun. The first one, he's just this guy with a black beard, bald, balding head, you know, fairly usual-looking middle-aged man. Mm-hmm. He's got a bunch of necklaces. He looks like it's really uh, rich interest emperor dude and then he, he's also normally p- depicted sitting under a tree because of the legend and all that and then we've got this one where he's looking like a gnarly goblin troll-like creature <laughs> wrapped in furs he's got some weird feet going on there and he's like holding his hands like a t-rex and he's really it's really weird i'm like <laughs> he's trying he- to get those leaves you could say that. You honestly could. But also, I just found it so funny how we can find different depictions of uh, people in history. <laughs> you can have a really normal looking person who's just got like a nice pointy black beard, and then you got the troll goblin on the other side. It's supposed to be the same person. <laughs> I mean, it's all about how people interpret things. We all interpret things differently. And... Those depictions definitely show some different interpretations. (laughs) For sure. Even I had to take some interpretations of my own through this research, because there was, like, so much, and I had to narrow it down. And I know that's a lot of what it seems we were complaining about for, like, public school history, too, but honestly, 
with stuff like this, you could just go and look it up on your own and it'd be great. So along with that public school thing, I mentioned the Boston Tea Party. And I want to bring up the Boston Tea Party because tea used to be sold. You know those, like, blocks you'd get as a kid? Building blocks? Yeah. So tea used to be sold like that. that a, and a block, a block of tea could last for years. You'd just shave a little off into your boiling water, steep it for a little bit, and you have some tea. It'd be great. So, hence why people talk about the Boston Tea Party as one of the biggest protests uh, for starting all of the war and stuff that led to America's independence. So as most of us know, uh, the Boston Tea Party happened because people were paying taxes but had no say in government decisions. So they were protesting taxation without representation. All the fancy words and whatever. A lot of teas in there. Yeah, yeah. It was the 1760s. Britain was in debt. You really think they were gonna, do you really think they were just gonna let the colonists have a voice when they just needed their money? No, of course not. It was, it was a lot. So anyway, because it's Britain, they love tea. Tea's like their thing. I mean, wasn't the whole thing that tea was safer to drink than water? Yeah, tea was safer to drink than water because you could boil the water to get rid of all of the nasty stuff, and then just having it flavored, like, improved it, so it was fine. So let me dish out some math for you guys, just for a second, or at least some numbers. Because you've got to understand why this was so detrimental to the British, and why this protest is continually brought up. So in January of 1720, the British East India Company's Bohia Tea arrived in the colonies and it cost like 24 shillings per pound of tea. While that does seem like a lot, that's a lot of money, literally. In order to understand how detrimental this is, you need to understand that a single pound of tea cost 24 shillings in 1720s in the colonies. So. To break it down further, one shilling today is equivalent to roughly 20 bucks. You can do the math, I'm too tired to do the math, that is, that is so much. That is so much money that was just thrown into the sea because people did not want to pay this much. I can't even begin to fathom how much tea was just thrown in there, considering it's one block is for a year's worth of tea. 480 bucks per crate. That's so much money. And you know, I think in schools it was definitely downplayed as they just threw some tea into the harbor. And we never hear the full extent of how awful that is. That's so much money just thrown down. Yeah, but it made the British listen. I mean... I mean, I'd listen if that much money was being thrown away over my ignorance. You really put in a lot of work on this, and it's really impressive that you found all of this information out, because I wouldn't have the patience. A lot of it I did find because other people had done the math, and I just, I would, I commend them for sitting down and doing all of this math, because seriously, I also wouldn't have the patience. I may have done the research, but my patience is like a slither, slither. Sliver. <laughs> English major. Ha! Anyway, 480 bucks per crate. You want to know how many crates they threw off that ship? A lot. Yeah, a lot. 342 crates. 
If I do the math right now on my trusty phone calculator, $480 times 342. Mm -hmm. 42. 164,160 bucks. Dang. And that's in today's dollars. God bless it. That's so much. It's so much. T bucks, they were already so expensive. And because the colonists hadn't paid for the hadn't paid for the tea, it came out of the East India Tea Company's stuff. So, and the East India Tea Company is this giant company. They controlled so much; it was crazy. So, of course, the British was gonna listen when their biggest company was cheated out of so much money. It was a lot, man. Any links to the research that Anastasia did will be added into our description, and. You can go and look at it for yourself and research more if you're interested in the topic. We want to allow for you to explore whatever you want or whatever interests you from what we talk about. I'd also like to bring up, seeing as this the mental health organization that ins was inspired by National Women's Month was put into this podcast, I'd also like to mention there was another boycott that was led by women called the Edenton Tea Party Boycott where people just didn't buy tea. It might not have been as violent or, like, attention-grabbing as the Boston Tea Party, but it still did a lot of damage to the companies because no one was buying the tea. Consumerism is so important. Yeah. If we've learned anything about consumerism in this past year, it's that it's so important. Most companies cannot survive without it. So, I mean, to lead an entire protest about not buying something, that cuts down so much for somebody. And people really want that revenue. Ah, uh, revenue. We love it. All Honestly, right. my brain is fried from all of this information. It's so interesting, but the more that you dig, there's still those rabbit holes upon rabbit holes. And you holes. still want to just dig more. And sometimes it leads to really negative things yeah so honestly if i could i would love another positive affirmation of some sort just to wrap this up yes, you know of course and you know what thank you guys so much for listening to us this at first felt kind of timid and scary but we really loosen up throughout and it just is a nice time to just chat about things that we've picked up on and learned and it's a nice way to catch up during the week and, you know, I want to talk about mental health because that's important for me to know that you guys can have access to resources and know that you're okay and it's going to be okay. And there's always something there for you. So I always want to bring that to your attention, as well as reminding you that you are worth so much and you are so beyond amazing. You would never need to conform and you just need to keep being your beautiful self in this world. Nobody else will ever replace you because nobody else is like you. You are just so amazing, and I hope that you can see that. And I hope that we can help you eventually learn to love yourself and that you start practicing giving yourself positive affirmations every day so that way you can love yourself and build yourself up. Thanks so much, and we're really happy that we could do this. Live your best life. Fill it with positivity. We're chilling. Bye.